What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 29 of the Java Talks. Today, we have Nathara. So Nathara, let's take it all the way back to the beginning. What brought you to ASU mm-hmm. and what are you studying during your time here? What brought me to ASU was, I mean, this is going to sound really bad, but it's an in-state university, in-state tuition. But I lo- also really like the global health program that they had at ASU. So that's a big part of why I joined. That's my major. It's one of those really vague majors that like everyone kind of think it's like a hippie science. It doesn't really explain exactly what it is, but it's essentially about like kind of, I guess, bringing science and culture together. So like, how do you apply science to like different groups of people, essentially? What made you interested in that specific field? I think a lot of what made me interested in a specific field was kind of seeing like, I guess, the way my parents approached health, because my parents are both like immigrants and they have like an abnormal fear of doctors. Like they're literally terrified of going to the hospital, of like going to doctors, like they'd rather self-medicate and like do anything that they want when they have in control of it rather than going to the doctor. And I guess it kind of brought me to like wanting to know why exactly that happened. And like, is this like constant among different cultures or is it just something that like just my family experiences? So Nathara, let's talk about a recent project that you've been working on. I think mm-hmm. the first post came out May 31st, which is super yeah. interesting. Let's talk about the community mm-hmm. art drive. What is it and what made you want to start that? The community art drive is essentially a BLM initiative. So the reason that I started it was because when I saw everything that was happening with Black Lives matter i wanted to contribute in some way but i didn't necessarily know how i'm i'm pretty broke so i was i mean i i did my best to donate money but i'm not necessarily the person that could that has that means of providing for it so what i decided to do instead was i had seen a lot of different things online about people kind of creating their own art and selling it in order to make money for BLM. And again, like I'm not that much of an artist, but I have a lot of friends who are artists. And so essentially what I did was I got them together and I asked them if they would be willing to produce art and donate all the profits from that to BLM. And I was really lucky because they all said yes. And so that's essentially how it started. So what has the reception towards the project been? Have people been receptive of buying Mm -hmm. art? What is the community feedback Mm -hmm. then? It's actually been really, really receptive. One thing that I do think is really nice about this is it's definitely something that can go long term. There's some negative and positive feedback usually in general towards people doing these kind of projects because there's been some accusations that some people, some artists online that have done this are kind of piggybacking off of the BLM movement. So essentially they're like making things and using it to kind of up their own brand or their own image and to try to gain more followers online. That was one thing I think that we were really lucky. We didn't necessarily get that kind of negative feedback because we did our best to like keep all of our artists as anonymous as possible. And we did our best not to take any of the art that we were making and kind of use it for personal growth. So most of the art that people have ordered have been mainly things like this is a picture of my family or this is a picture of my dog. And it hasn't been anything even remotely related to BLM, but it's just that the profits are going towards BLM. Yeah. In an ideal world, speaking of going long-term, where would you want mm-hmm. this this project to go? Right now, I'm also part of Women's Coalition at ASU, and we've actually taken it up as one of our projects for the fall semester to essentially like further the community art drive and continue fundraising for BLM movements. The thing is that during this movement, there's been a lot of money raised for a lot of organizations in general. 
But as the movement kind of starts to wane, it's kind of sad because a lot of organizations that still need long-term support aren't necessarily getting that. So I think a really good thing that partnering with Women's Coalition at ASU can do in the fall for us is it can really be a good way to advertise and to continue bringing revenue into those organizations that will need long-term support. And is this something that's going to stick with just the BLM movement, mm-hmm. or do you see potential to kind of expand into mm-hmm. menstrual equity or homelessness and stuff like that? I definitely see a potential for it to expand into other avenues. Where it goes is ultimately up to the Women's Coalition and not necessarily up to me, but I definitely would be open into expanding it into other avenues. Where does this passion for social work and advocacy come from? I think looking um, at what you what you said about global health and the cultural aspect of it too, I see, mm-hmm. a, see a, a root of kind of understanding different cultures. Where does that come from? I guess the large aspect of where my interest in social work and like working for different populations of people kind of kind of come from is just that I'm a member of a couple different minority groups and not necessarily just being a member of them, but also having had experiences where I have kind of again, been treated not so well by other people. So like, for example, in my elementary school, it literally sounds like a it sounds like such a goofy name. It's called like Bright Beginnings Elementary School BBS. Essentially in that school, like I was one of like the only brown kids in the entire grade. And like, again, it had never really been an issue for me before. I'm usually a pretty easygoing person. I get along with everyone. But I just remember that like, for the longest time because I was, it was a very like, not again, a very diverse school and like kids can be kind of mean. And so like, I would get like made fun of quite a bit or like they would make fun of my food. And like, I remember like one girl, like she came up to me and she was like, that looks like poop. And like, after that, I like literally stopped bringing that to school. And I was like, cheese sandwiches every day. This is enough. And I think, I guess it's kind of, once you kind of have those experiences of being made to feel like other, you kind of realize how other people have those same experiences and you want to help them to not have those experiences. For sure. I totally understand. I, I changed my name to RJ because people are pronouncing Rahul weird. So, But l- let's talk about people that are kind of in the same situation as us. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the people that are listening to this are college students, are mm-hmm. people that don't necessarily yeah. have the, the funds to be donating a lot of money to yeah. these projects. What advice uh-huh. do you have for them so that they can still give back mm-hmm. to these projects, these initiatives? I would say like use your voice most more than anything else. Like use your voice, educate yourself and use that to spread awareness. Because I would say that the the most interesting part about college students is that we have so many different points of contact. So being in a university setting, we come into contact with so many people on a daily basis. So even if you like don't talk to anyone, if you walk around ASU on any given day, you come into contact with maybe a hundred people. And so talking to just to even one of those people, or it doesn't even have to like be like putting yourself out there in that way, but kind of even if you decided to talk to your family or talk to your friends about something that maybe you noticed that they said something that like bothered you a little bit or made you a little bit uncomfortable. And you just kind of wanted to not necessarily, I guess, put them down, but just kind of start a conversation about it. You can use that, your voice in order to do that. And then Nathara, how can people get involved in the community arts drive, mm-hmm. whether that's buying mm-hmm. art or whether they want to provide art? The main way we've been operating right now is through Instagram. So if people want to get involved in the community art drive through like purchasing a piece of art, essentially all they have to do is DM our account and posted, we have different portfolios for each of our artists. So all of our artists 
kind of post pictures of what their specialties are. So like if someone likes watercolor versus acrylic and they'll post pictures of their pieces of art, you essentially like look through those. And then you can also look through, we have some finished pieces of art posted as well. So to get some inspiration for what you might want to order, and then you can go ahead and DM the account. And we usually set you up with an artist and they like, like text you or DM you back and forth. And so it's really flexible. But if they wanted to get involved in other ways, I could also say promoting us would be a great way to go. We're never going to say no to free advertising. Also, another great way is that we are always like looking for more artists. So if more people did want to like become artists, like DM our account, we would definitely be open to that. But Nathara, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's very good to talk with you. Thank you so much.